0: by sports interaction canada Sportsbook. all right oilers fans we're back it's zach and i dennis we are here to recap a pretty sad loss to the la kings who are second in the pacific i mean let's be honest this is a this is a team that's ahead of us in the standings this is a four point game and the oilers couldn't get it done um you know what skinner Still proves to be the safe bet, but uh, tonight the Oilers' aces just couldn't quite catch a break and uh, break even against the Kings. Woodcroft tried shuffling the deck, but while the kit hits came in spades today, the team is now nine eight and O and at risk of falling behind other clubs in the wild card race. Zach, I can't really think of an analogy or a segue here to get into uh, our sponsor a bit, but uh, let's just go right into it. Wanna yeah. Be? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pre-game, live, in-play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I see a lot of activity in the chat early here.
1: Uh, David W. MgD, good to see you back. Uh, yeah. Jason B. Lindsay, yeah. handshake line. Tim McLaughlin, what's up? How's it going? It's you know, sorry. I'm glad you guys are here with us so late, but it's not not the occasion that I'd like you know you all to be here with us. It, that blew. That sucked real hard. Sorry, Dennis, I'll let you give your thoughts, and then we can we can jump into it.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right. The, uh, the Kings played an annoying style of hockey, obviously. Uh, the team was uh, fired up once uh, Alex Edler ca- caught McDavid at the uh, blue line with a bit of a nasty leg extension, especially Zach Hyman during the intermission was absolutely fired up. Uh, had a similar-looking uh, incident with Edler. Back in his Toronto days, took that injury took him out for two months. So you could really see Dreisaitl hacking at him, McDavid hacking at Edler every time that he could get it. Um, just infuriating, infuriating type of game. They play a trap style that stops all momentum and... The Oilers, as we know, are the a big transitionary offense type of team. Um, we love their quick skating, their smooth flow, and our one goal tonight came with a little bit of a jumble by the Kings. Uh, it was just a, a great opportunity in the slot, and it's just absolutely buried it by Hyman. Zach, what do you think about uh, how
1: this game went tonight? Well, I think it was a horrible game, man. It was just an atrocious game. It was such the the, the thing with this game is you come into the game, you know, you're under the Kings in the standings, you've had a number of things not go your way so far this season, but everything about this game was winnable. From the start, you had opportunity after opportunity. The key word, the key thing that was missing tonight for me was effort. The Kings showed up, you, like, the amount, and I know in the broadcast they're talking about the block shots and this and that, the amount of defensive intensity that the LA Kings played tonight from start to finish you just got to clap your hands and commend them for that because that was amazing. Every time you turn around, there was a stick in lane. There was a body. They were diving. They were doing everything possible to stop the Oilers from, you know, achieving their goals and doing what they're, you know, they established on offense, like from start to finish, the Kings showed up, the Kings played as hard as you possibly can, but, but, you know, the, to the things that can trump effort, if both teams put the same amount of effort in, that you know it cancels each other out and it's skill. And one team gave their effort, one team gave 110, and one team did not. There was time and time again where the Oilers had opportunities to push harder, go deeper, dig deeper on offense, and they were completely thrown off. You brought up the hit on the hit by Edler on McDavid. For me, that was the turning point of the game. By the end of the first period. The Oilers had started to bring it to the Kings. They only had six shots by the end of the first period, but they 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 were holding on to the puck for longer. They had broken up that that um the trap that the Kings, the modern day trap that the Kings established on the blue line, just because they're, you know, they that's the only way they can communicate. There's was, they wasn't beaten it in the first period. But once that Edler hit happened, McDavid, Drysidel, Hyman, everyone. Throwing so hard off their game, you saw the anger. We, like you said, we've never seen that anger and frustration from Zach Hyman before. Drysaddle looked like he was fighting the puck. You saw him. I was early in the second. I don't know which King's defenseman was. He he goes in. You know, he takes a 10, twenty foot head start, running at a King's defenseman, trying to hit the King's defenseman. Steps out of the way, and Drysaddle goes flying into the boards. They were complete. They were focused more on hitting and getting even with the Kings, and that's not their game. That's the thing. I know everyone is wants them to play physical. They want them to play tough. The only one of the only, I think the only power play uh, the Oilers had, correct me if I'm wrong, was negated by Darnell Nurse. Um, fighting together, was, was
0: that? Did... I think it was negated. Well, the Nurse one was never a power play. Uh, McDavid, uh, obviously was tripped up by Edler. That was going to be a call. What is it? I... Kneeing
1: and then Nurse got it was the
0: instigator, kneeing and roughing and then roughing instigator, I believe. Uh, double minor. So then they coincided. Mm-hmm. The one that you're thinking of is, I believe, where I think think it was there Mick was even took home. a oh yeah, it was the cross the so they never trip. even
1: had a full power play that's that's what it is i yeah. mixed it up my, my apologies but nevertheless the it, just the mental lapses from being in the in that engaged they, they weren't equipped to handle the kings for the game within the game they weren't uh, be able to play with the kings on that level of gamesmanship that it requires to play with a team like that that's going to take every possible line that they can get in this to get an advantage with you, they're going to stand in front of you. They're going to try and throw a late hit. They're going to hit you from behind. They're going to hook and they're going to slash. And especially if the refs aren't going to call it, because the, one of them—it's well, ridiculous. This game put is a national. It's a nationally broadcasted game in the United States. You have the best player in the world on the biggest possible stage you could have them on. There is no other games going on. All eyes in the hockey world and, you know, outside the hockey world are on this game. You want your stars to shine. And instead, they're having Rasmus fucking Kapari, you know, sticking their hands up for him and protecting him. And Connor McDavid is getting hooked and slashed and beaten to shit. You know, he gets, a, he gets one guy across there, hand in the air. Hand, like, it's that's absolutely a, ridiculous. That's like, the thing. And, Mc, McDavid
0: had this horrible amount of slashing at him, just cooking him, holding him. And he does he doesn't one cross check. And the refs immediately call it. Like
1: normally and Edler you would flop. expect Edler is a known flopper. Like we've yeah. seen it. He's been fined for diving before. He does this. He goes. Edler's two hundred he said this number two hundred and thirty pounds. Even McConnor McDavid goes from behind and all of a sudden he flops like he was just hit by a train. Like it was absolutely embarrassing for it to get called that way. Do you think the NBA goes on their national broadcast and you have LeBron James getting beat to shit? Hell no! You go within three feet of LeBron James, you're getting a foul call. You let him take five make-
0: steps because he's the yeah, star. exactly,
1: exactly. You give, you treat your, you give your stars a star treatment. You, you know, it, imagine, imagine Edler's hit goes horribly and McDavid is injured for two months like Zach Hyman. Think about that. The NHL, by allowing this contact on their stars, is indirectly, you know, negating the star potential of the league. They are capping the ceiling of the league. No one gives a shit about, no, you're not going to wake up at the sports center at 8 in the morning before you go to work, you're drinking your coffee, you're watching the highlights of the night. Oh, wow. Let's Man, watch the stunning Blake, defensive play like, dude, by the LA Blake Kings. Lazard, did you see that, you know, that breakup of the three on two in the defensive neutral zone of Blake Lazotte? No one gives a fuck. Here's a
0: 24-clip no highlight reel of all the block shots that the Kings got tonight. And then like, they're
1: letting McDavid, they're, they're beating McDavid up. Like they're in the battle of the bastards, and he's got John Snow, and they're swinging their sticks at him, and nothing—it's absolutely ridiculous. You treat your stars better. The Oilers get absolutely jobbed on calls. Have the Oilers had one game this year where they have been the, the you know, the beneficiary of the penalty differential? They've—I can't—I can't think of one game where they have taken—they uh, have drawn more penalties than they've taken, and like and even the first penalty of the game, you have Zach Hyman, who you. Is he, you know, is he holding the stick? Is he getting hooked? It's. I'd say it's a little bit of both. How out of everything that happened in this game, that's what you call, it. and that that's what you're gonna call it at the beginning. That's the standard. Stick to it. None of this fucking up and down, wishy washy bullshit. You don't know, pick one thing and go with it. It's. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's a- awful. Anyways, I I, I, we, I shouldn't rant about the refs. I'll let you go. But after that, I gotta. We'll switch to the game. We'll switch to the game.
0: You know, I think the the roughing, it's it's tough. Like. I know how hard it is to be a ref in hockey or in any sport, but you know, you you don't want to have to constantly be walking this line between some refs that are are going at a game, wanting to control it, the exact pace of it, making some ticky-tack sort of calls, and then other refs that are just letting wild, reckless abandon happen on the ice, like open, just just go forward hunting season just absolutely murder your opponents it's absolutely fine there there has to be a happy medium and we can we can go on forever about refing. there's tons of people way more qualified than the two of us who can talk about refing. but you got to admit like tonight's game that wasn't a highlight uh the nhl did not show that they have the best refs in the world uh i'm having some trouble with chat tonight but uh i I do see a lot of folks from outside of the mountain time zone. Thank yeah, you so much the LA for watching market. LA. Definitely- I mean, They come here to dunk,
1: but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Okay, you lose the oil again. They said this on the broadcast: the Oilers can literally lose the next four games. to The LA Kings doesn't matter. They eliminated them in seventh. They were embarrassed. The Kings, you know, what do you have? You are Kevin Fiala. Congratulations. Enjoy your second or third in the Pacific, whatever you finish the season and have a fun time losing in the first round. Whatever. We digress. We're here to focus on the Oilers. We don't care about the LA Kings. They they played a fine game. They played with defensive intensity, but again for a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations for a team with this level of talent. And I know that you clearly, you felt the, 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 you you felt um, the the absence of Evander Kane so yes. heavily this game, right? This is a game where Evander Kane could easily change the tide. It's a one goal game. It's physical. It's chippy. This is Evander Kane's bread and butter. This is the game that you have him for. This is why you pay him, right? Th- you this have is- him there both a as a deterrent and b if you're if you're going to
0: have to engage in board battles like they did tonight. The pretty much all of the Oilers' offense was run along the boards that's where Kane shines and you know to a lesser extent that's where Yamamoto comes in as well in the seasons prior Yamamoto has been really effective in that honey badger mode chasing down the puck relentless on the boards at least holding it there so that the other players can get in position you know this is a game where you really miss your two big winger wingers and uh Arvey. I think he played well I think Fogel played well tonight
1: uh, Costin, I think Costin, yeah, Caustin dude, Costin really hit the well. post. He stood out. He was creating chances. He was good on the forecheck. Honestly, I think uh, Warren Vogel is just Klim Costin with an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, I think Klim Costin honestly can. I I think he could play him. Like I would love to see a Holloway McLeod Costin line or something like that well uh, i think like you know what you're you're kind of right we're there's gonna be a lot of negatives and we're gonna focus on a ton of negatives tonight let's try let's you know take some, some time let's focus on some positives i saw skinner get a shout out in chat i can't remember who it was from but um no yeah Stuart skinner he is fantastic and he is you know kept up this vesna caliber level play you know top five goalie in the league uh but in terms of save percentage angles against average he's been phenomenal has he he positionally seems absolutely sound knows where his posts are at all times. He's tracking the puck super well, everything about Stuart Skinner's game. It's not like, it's not like, okay, wow. The pucks just are hitting him tonight. He seems like a magnet and he's getting lucky. Like this he's is playing. consistent. Well, you know, solid play that, you know, we're getting to the point where this is, you know, sustainable. Like, he is absolutely proving um, at this point in time that he can hold on to this number one job. And, and, and the thing is now we're at a point where Jack Campbell is going to have to fight and earn it back rather than just be giving it back right and i think that's the, probably the optimal uh position for you to be in uh you know another obviously we we said cost and we said skinner another guy i thought you know in the two shifts where he was even allowed to be on the ice uh and get you know some sustained ice time with dylan holloway i thought he played another solid game i would love just to see i know we said this before but just love to see a game where he gets 15 minutes you know doesn't matter what kind of mistakes. I, I don't think he made a mistake. The guy on the fourth line who made mistakes and I think got the fourth oh. line bench in the second period was Devin, Devin Shore. Shore. Oh my God. What was that in the beginning when he, you know, oh, what was, I can't remember. If it was the first Someone's got to point to The pull. Nets that way, bro. Each game, he gets bolder. I said that he gets he's bolder and dumber each game that goes by just like <laughs> someone just got to say like, like, you know, they sit in the room, they watch video after and the next day, there's someone just you just point to the screen. What are you doing? There's no breakdown necessary. Just literally ask him why? What is his goal? What are you trying to accomplish with your puck play? Makes no sense. Anyways, I would pull him out of the lineup easily. I think Tyler Benson, I'm hoping he's back that everyone said yeah. he's close. Like I would pull Benson for sure. Uh, put, put Benson back into Benson's another guy who has changed his game completely brings jam he would have actually been done really well in a game like this tonight so this is so. a game
0: where I think our your fourth your third and fourth line have to show up and honestly he didn't play poorly but I think this was one of the worst games for Ryan McLeod uh he yeah. didn't have that speed maybe it's well, because of that trap style it, it, there's 100% no room for him is. to go
1: anywhere Ryan McLeod is not a physical hockey player whatsoever. So when you're playing in a game like this and you see Ryan, like you can just see he's the type of guy that sir. you know, 2008 to 2011, it, it, depending on like the mindset of the market, he, I could see him getting the Alex Hemsky treatment. You know what I mean? Just like everyone saying, oh, he's not physical. It doesn't matter how good he is. Obviously kind of the mindset towards hockey and the game has changed since and you're not nearly required to be like as physical and as dominant of a force, you know, with your body. But Ryan McLeod clearly doesn't, you know, thrive playing that physical game. He's all but speed. He's all about finesse. And when there's sticks and lanes and they're lining up on that blue line and Ryan McLeod can't go anywhere, he's going to struggle. Um, this wasn't his game. I'm I'm not too worried about McLeod. Obviously, I think there were bigger red flags tonight, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I just, Honestly, it's just a frustrating effort.
0: Honestly, I feel like with this team, we is it too early to panic? I think at this stage, we shouldn't hit the panic button. There's there's already talk about trading for, I mean, Kane was always an option. Tarasenko has recently came up as a big name option. I don't think we need to make any massive changes right now. We are still in the first wild card position, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, but Calgary's chasing and Minnesota's chasing. Nashville, well, all these the teams Oilers? are hot on the heels.
1: Are at this point in time, the pace that the Oilers are playing at, they are not playing at a good enough pay, uh, point per game pace to get into the playoffs. They have, they need to pick up their game and they need to start winning more. Because at this rate, the way they're playing, they aren't going to make the playoffs. Like as just as blunt and straightforward as that is, there needs to be changes. I think we need to have a darn on this conversation. I'm not even going to bring up the contract. It, the contract doesn't matter. I don't know if he's trying to, you know play up to that contract or whatnot but some i think we need to have one and i think someone on the oilers needs to go to darnell nurse and they need to sit him down and they need to say stop trying to score goals darnell nurse could have 10 points on the season in 82 games but play solid defensively, and I will not make a say, a say a peep about him when Darnell Nurse tries to do too much. And what you see right now is he's doing too much, he's trying to rush the puck up, he's trying to be way more involved in the offense than he should be. He's completely he sacrifices his defensive game so much, and it drags the entire team down. This team goes as weird as this is to say, as it goes as Darnell Nurse goes when Darnell Nurse is playing good defensively, sitting back not you know making mistakes not making errors making errant passes missing the net shooting focus focusing on scoring focusing on offense they will be so much better for darn they someone needs to sit down and t- just tell darn us stay fix your gap control stand at the blue line be hard in the corners break up the cycle pass the puck and that's it stop like it, it, Honestly, it's becoming it's becoming a big issue
0: this is an issue for a lot of players right we see players getting paid this big contract social media is all up on it all the traditional media is all up on it and yeah it's it's scary if you're thinking darnell nurse is paid like a kale mccarr right you're you're trying to put yourself on that level that's that's not a recipe for success be you the number can't one even defenseman think like that. don't think like that be the number one defensive be the defensive stalwart, you know, that's what the team needs right now. And we've seen, I mean, good players adjust to that role, right? Good players fill the need, good players learn and adapt. And I think Darnell Nurse can come around to it. It's just one of these mental battles almost for him right now. And for the rest of the defensive lines, you you know... Our our D court was never the highlight of the Edmonton Oilers going into the season. This is the time when they really need that veteran leadership. And no one, no one's going to step up other than Darnell Nurse. Uh, Talking about the the D line, I think Evan Bouchard, there were so many shot attempts tonight. His course, he must be through the roof, but tons of blocks, like you mentioned. Uh, This is a game where... Evan Bouchard didn't look quite right. I think normally when he's zipping those wristers, there's gaps that he can find ways that he can get it onto net. And tonight he was either targeting shins or he was just clapping it without reckless abandon. Um, he normally can I, walk that line if, and just find a If you a look spot. at the,
1: if you look at the, you know, the block shots on the season by, the, by defenseman. I think uh, Darnell Nurse has a significant more that have been blocked than Evan Bouchard. I think tonight it was more a product of Evan Bouchard has his stick, uh, the puck on his stick, you know, and has the opportunity to create a shot a lot of time. And like we said off the broadcast, the Kings were just diving in front of shots. I don't necessarily believe that it was, you know, to me, Evan Bouchard, they're, I, I don't necessarily believe that he was bad or, t- or, or or there was something weird tonight. Like to me, it just I give I would credit the Kings more for that mm-hmm. than I would say it was bad on Evan Bouchard. I just think that was a good effort by the Kings and uh, you know, getting in front of those point shots because we saw with Kulak too. You know, they were they were sliding in front of Kulak shots, they made it tough on Barry. Like, could you I can't I can't name one good chance from a defenseman besides Nurse getting open, you know, kind of down the half wall in the zone where who, again, we can go back and forth on whether or not he even should have been in that position in the first place, because I think it led to an odd man rush for the Kings. Like, like, you, you know what? There was just, way, like, the defense, we can go, if you look at the Oilers' defense play, 30 seconds into the game, I think it was Kulak and Bouchard just completely split, right? Kopitar goes right down the middle. is not a fast player. Like, they're having these defensive miscues that are just atrocious. And yeah, they're lucky they had Skinner in net and that didn't cost him. But like dangerous play. I mean, Kopitar. What a Kopitar, Three breakaways right tonight. Like yeah, th- th- these are it, these are issues that you know you're lucky you have such a good goalie in that that you know any other game you could easily be down for one and you frankly you deserve to be down for one by the way that you're playing defensively. It's it, it there's so many issues that need to be um that the chat is just toxic tonight. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Uh I mean, there's so we're... many issues.
0: We're, it's definitely going to be a night where Oilers fans are not happy. I think, Kings fans, your team played well tonight. Honestly, there's a lot of bad blood, not just in the chat room, on the ice. We saw it tonight. Uh, there's lots of vitriol between both sides. Um, of course, you got to think about Dreisaitl's ankle injury. That was a yeah. big thing in the playoffs. Um, obviously, the hit tonight. There's. We're all hockey fans here in the end. Just like the hockey players on the ice, they'll probably go out for dinner. I mean, if you if you think about Drew Doughty, how many players on this team watch Drew Doughty
1: in in the Olympics well, play for Team Canada? They're, they're good. Gonna... Drew, Drew Doughty was quite the pest tonight. Drew Doughty's oh, yeah. always, a, you know, he always does that when he plays the Oilers. He's always right in it. He's he gets he, he again, you know, good for him. He gets the stars off their game and he gets them thinking about him more than they, you know thinking about scoring goals. One thing that I want to say is um um when you have cal especially one of the most frustrating things to me tonight and i hadn't talked about it yet. when you have cal peterson one of the we've all we've all every single oilers fan every single person who have bitched about jack campbell at some point this season cal peterson is one of the few goalies that has worse stats on the year than jack campbell Honestly, and to get 20 shots or 10 shots through 30 minutes it's embarrassing like that's where my effort stuff comes hold in. on though like
0: Let's let's think about it this way. Uh, Cal Peterson, Jonathan Quick—they're both goalies with sub 900 save percentages. They're—I mean, Quick Quick's getting up there in the age. You're—that's why Cal Peterson—he's struggling a little bit. But LA is adapting. You can see the entire team is blocking off shooting lanes, getting into these zones, getting their sticks into to passing lanes, not trying to stress out their goalie And mm-hmm. that way. It's a recipe for success. And yep. with success comes confidence for these guys. Yep. Uh, the Oilers haven't done that. <laughs> we we just flat out can agree that we got outplayed tonight. This is a team where they're adapting to their own internal goalie situation. They're da- adapting to their own team situation. They're adapting out to the lines. And the Oilers, they're not really adapting that well to the injuries to Kane, Yamamoto, internally. No they're not adapting well to what the play was on the ice. We saw Woody try different lines, but it just did not crack that defense.
1: No. Yeah, totally. I think, um, it, it's a lot, it's very similar to way Dallas played, you know, with, with Scott Wedgwood. Um, uh they were they they adapted to having a subpar goalie and they played phenomenal defensively and you know they stopped they stopped dallas from dallas stopped edmonton from creating anything because of their effort defensively now how sustainable is that long term over over you know 82 games who's who knows i don't think you can necessarily play with this amount of effort you're going to tire yourself out and it's going to get to especially the physical toll that that playing like that takes on your body um just, yeah, overall, not happy with the Oilers' effort tonight. And it's not going to get any easier. This definitely had that playoff and in intensity that they had that playoff mentality going in. And, you know, they, they lost game one against LA. They lose this game tonight. It felt a little similar in that regard. But not going to get any easier. And you cannot go into a team. LA's offense is one thing. They're good. They're not phenomenal. Vegas, completely other story. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they're the number one team in the NHL. They, you're the team. That's the team you're chasing. It's either Boston or Vegas. I, I yeah, it's remember. one of the two. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But and it, it, it's besides the point, you cannot have those offensive miscues because, you know, I mean, Trevor Moore is an Oilers killer for whatever reason, but Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Chandler Stevens isn't a point per game. Like, you go down the list, it's just a murderers row of killers. You need to come so much more prepared in that game. You need to be on your game defensively. The offense will come, but you've got to slow down the Knights. And I'm not mistaken, the Knights have gotten phenomenal goaling, goaltending, but do give up more chances than the Kings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I so mean, Thompson, I, I, Thompson's Honestly,
0: I thought, not going to lie, going into this season, when I heard about their injury situation in net, I thought Vegas is washed. Boy, am I wrong. <laughs> I, I, this is an ice cold take. Uh, I think right now Vegas is one of the teams to beat. I mean, Boston, we know what a monster they were. Yeah. Uh, you saw all the all the all their older players coming back, like mm-hmm. pasta sticking around, all of these guys are conducive to long-term success but you know i'm i'm concerned right now that vegas who we are playing against on saturday is coming in real hot and the oilers just don't have an answer they didn't have an answer for la tonight and they might not have
1: an answer there in chat tim says you know vegas does did take a fourth loss to the sharks and i think vegas if i'm not mistaken is on a losing streak but the thing is going into a game against the oilers I that does not like for other teams. Oh yeah, Vegas on a losing streak; they have lost their game. You know, though we're gonna go in and steamroll. The Oilers are, you know, the king of the slump busters. So if anything, that scares me more than anything. Um, You know, overall, I, I'm just I'm I'm very scared now for this Vegas game because you lose that game, you're 500, and you're really scrambling. We this the heat can turn up really fast in this market, and you know, we now there is a path to you know absolute meltdown you know crazy freak out mania it's like it's simmering it,
0: if it's if mm-hmm. if the inferno is what's coming uh, once things go bad this is simmering already the uh, the pots looking to boil over but hey let's end the discussion with something a little bit happier uh before that thanks so much chat for being here uh, if you like the podcast give us a like share it with your friends i know you guys are in some different time zones so it's fantastic that you're repping the oilers love uh if you're here from the la kings thank you for being here
1: please yeah, be there's nice 38 of you watching now but we only got 11 likes come on hit that like <laughs> button guys um and, and yeah it would let's really talk about appreciate a happier it. topic shit on me all you want in chat but you know hit the like button that's all that matters <laughs> please be nice uh
0: let's talk about a happier topic the reverse retros came out uh, for the first time on the ice tonight. Zach, I know you immediately Love popped
1: one. one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what do the you think about how they looked? Oh, I, they're even better than I thought. I, I said top three Oilers jersey on Twitter. Man, um, I the Royal Blues take the edge over them just because of the history and, you know, everything that goes along with those Royal Blues. But man, oh man, I've never actually seen the original McFarlane's on the ice, but I don't know how they could look better than this. I thought the orange would look ugly, but it popped so nicely on the jersey. I was so pleasantly surprised with how they look. Um, I, I'm so happy. I kind of want to buy another one now. Like I'm not, uh, um, yeah, if I go to Edmonton, I might be coming home with a Ryan McLeod reverse retro or whatnot. So, uh, no, yeah, that was, um, that was good. Did your opinion change whatsoever, Dennis? Look. As someone that grew up watching
0: the original version of this jersey, I still like the original a little bit more. The the silver just pops a little bit more in the original. I don't hate it. I don't hate this new reverse retro version, but it just leaves something a little bit more to be desired. If you don't have that nostalgia, if you don't have the history, I think it's a great cop. Um, my one little peeve about it was, and I posted about it on my Twitter. Once you saw Pully RV on the back of that Jersey, I didn't realize in this font, the U and the V are very hard to distinguish. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at it and I went, oh yeah, I, I would have preferred a more like sharp consummate V. But other than that little nitpick, uh, I think the orange actually looks better once it's, you know, on the ice. Um, maybe I will cop one. We shall see. Uh, once we meet up in person, Zach, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. you better wear that, uh, to dinner. I I want to see it in person. I
1: got mine, uh, pro stitch. So it's going to be here in four to six weeks. So if I'm there, you know, you know, in six weeks and I got my Jersey, I will absolutely be wearing it. Uh, one, uh, one thing I want to say completely, you know, slipped my mind to bring it up earlier. And like one thing we forgot to mention this game could have looked so different if Victor Arvidson doesn't pull a Mason McCavish oh, and Matt McDavid's goal in right off the goal line. And all of a sudden, it's a completely different game, right? You know, the Oilers, they play bad. They reserve that effort. But that's why I say... They're, these games are so winnable, and that's why it's just all the more frustrating when the Oilers, you know, don't pull something out. Anyways, we're at the end of the broadcast. Time. We,
0: we, got a, we got an insider in chat. Rob, you're, you're looking at getting the Kings reverse retro? Oh, that's just oh, an extra dagger in the heart tonight. Come on, man. Oh, right. We are coming at uh, the end of the broadcast. Thank you, everyone, for being here, even the Kings fans. A little bit <laughs> rowdy, just like the game, yeah. but thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Like the podcast. If you want to catch up on future broadcasts with me and Zach or our third host, Avery, you can always hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your podcast provider of your choice. Um, we will have that brought uploaded usually by the end of the night. Um, thank you once again. Be sure to subscribe to the SDPN YouTube channel. And we will be back on Saturday. Saturday. 8 p.m. start against the Vegas Golden Knights in Edmonton. Another late night. Thank you so much for being here with us this late night. And we will be back at you on Saturday. Thank you so much, Oil Country. Take yep, care. Thanks, guys. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook.